Hey guys, this is Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs. I'm excited to announce that my show, The Compound, is now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Join me and my teammates, Dakota Meckes and Zach Short. This week, we welcome Cubs first baseman, World Series champion, Anthony Rizzo to The Compound. Check it out. Subscribe. The Compound on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Welcome to Monday's edition of the OBR Newswire podcast, brought to you by our presenting sponsors at BetOnline.ag. No shortage of action going on over at BetOnline.ag. Sports making their way back. BetOnline has the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. If you need even more, they're simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC all day on their website, live for you to bet on, should you choose. Right? Sports are making their way back. The NBA will be here before you know. Get in front of the curve. Looking for something other than sports? Bet online has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Again, that's betonline.ag using the promo code BLUEWIRE. You've heard me talk about them. You'll continue to hear me talking about them. Get that free welcome bonus, which is a fantastic offer using that promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Welcoming you into today's podcast. Hopefully, your Monday is going great. And I'm excited about today. I think we have a really good show for you with a great guest who has put out some articles lately in a slow time that I think are of intrigue as the Browns roll into 2020. We're getting closer than ever. Unfortunately, during this time of year, we traditionally have some uh, some news, whether it's rookie minicamp or OTAs or whatever, and we're going to talk about that. And uh, that's our beat writer, Fred Greetham. So Fred's going to join us here on the hotline. Uh, he's, he's joining us by phone, so it's not going to be the most clear reception in the world, but that's okay. We just want to be able to hear the message he has for us. Fred, how are you? Well, I'm doing good, Jake. Uh, we'll try to overcome some of this technical stuff. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we tried internet. We tried everything we could. We settled on the phone, which that's okay. The phone comes through, uh, good, you know, good enough. That then that's that's all we need. We're going to talk first, Fred, about Alex Van Pelt, the Browns' offensive coordinator. Kind of an unknown, right? Guy that didn't doesn't have a ton of play calling history in his coaching background, uh, but is a particular entry to the Browns as you know the 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 name of the offensive coordinator name which is, I think, is going to just be a name for him, Fred. I think you're obviously going to see Stefanski calling plays. The biggest duty of an offensive coordinator is calling plays. I think that will be taken out of Van Pelt's lap and put into uh, put into the hands of Stefanski because that's what he was hired for. They'll be working together. But uh, I'm interested in this press conference with, with uh, Van Pelt, sort of what he had to say and what resonated with you through his Zoom time. Well, what I wrote about and what I took away from that was you know, they, they have a lot of playmakers. I mean, no doubt. I mean, they got five pro bowlers, you know, in the skilled positions. And we talk about one football. And last year, everybody's worried about, you know, well, they added Austin Hooper to the mix as well as Harrison Bryant. And so Hooper, he's a pro bowler. Landry and Beckham, we know that. Chubb and Hunt. And uh, I was intrigued a little bit by the way he attacked that, said that, They're going to, you know, really every week look at it completely different. And, and I know they game plan by game by game, but he made it sound like they're going to just have completely different looks. You know, they might have a three tight end for one game, the next be, be heavy in the running back. And I'm really more concerned with 
you know, making sure you get the get the use of Hunt and Chubb together. I did think that was one thing Kitchens did well instead of just pigeonholing him into the third down back, get them both out there at the same time. And so those are going to be the challenges, but he sounded like they've really got a good grasp on what they're going to do. So, you know, that's that's what we talked about there. And I'm, I'm really, I think you've shored up the offensive line. So I think it's, you know, Mayfield's going to have the time. They just got to figure out how to, you know, employ what they have and really attack the weaknesses on a game-by-game basis instead of just doing the same thing no matter, you know, who the opponent is. That adaptability will be important, Fred. I think you're right about uh, their ability to go, whether it's three tight ends one week that they focus heavily on or maybe they use two tight ends, get their fullback Janovich involved a little bit more. That 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 sort of ability with multiple players that you can trust is fascinating to me and how that can be uh, sort of extrapolated over a season will be interesting. And you said two things in there that I'm going to follow up on, which are today's big points. And you, you mentioned you liked the kitchen sort of didn't, uh, pigeonhole Kareem Hunt gave him different opportunities, um, while at the same time, you know, allowing Nick Chubb to 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 be able to still flourish despite the both of them being on the field, having them both on the field at the same time doing some different things. And recently, this past week, you wrote about Pro Football Focus labeling Nick Chubb as perhaps their most talented running back. The data backing that up. I'm curious, and we're not going to talk numbers. I'm just curious in your opinion, Fred. Like. In your lifetime, where does Nick Chubb rank in terms of backs that you've seen up close covering the Browns or watching them up close? Well, that's interesting because um, my pre-covering the Browns as a fan, mostly as a kid, I actually am old enough to remember Jim Brown. I was I was seven years old, you know, when they won the championship, and um, you know, and I saw him play, you know, at the peak of his career although not looking at it the way I would now, but I would say that obviously Jim Brown is, I think, best player ever played in the NFL, not just with the Browns. So so Nick Chubb um, is, uh, he's got a chance to really be, you know, one of the best in Browns history. We know the Hall of Famer, Leroy Kelly, I also saw him. You know, he's in the Hall of Fame. I did not see Mary Motley, but, um, in in my lifetime, it's the Browns. That's what they had was running backs. After Brown, Motley, Kelly, you had you know guys like you know Greg Pruitt, Mike Pruitt. Greg Pruitt was probably one of my favorites growing up. And I've covered you know guys that that were pretty good here and there. Leroy Horde had a season or two. Eric Metcalf had flashes. Ernest Biner, Kevin Mack. Um, but Nick Chubb, I think he's got it all. And when I wrote that story on my Twitter last year before he really emerged, I said, is he a top five back in the NFL? And uh, kind of when he was under the radar, then he was on his way to win the Russian title until, you know, the, the coaching staff, you know, they, they really blew it down the stretch. I think he had 36, 40 yards in his, season finale and lost the Russian title. But, um, no, Nick Chubb's got it all. He's got the power, he's got the speed. I thought it was interesting that they turned him elusive because I think he's more of even a power back. But he's got it all. If he can stay healthy, sky's the limit for him. And I like his attitude. He's just the type of guy you really want to be 
you know, successful. He's not pounding his chest like a lot of the different backs and so forth. He just, you know, does the job and so forth. So, yeah, I, I would rank him in this new era by far the best back I've covered. Um, but in the Browns franchise during my lifetime, he's got a little ways to go, but that's Hall of Fame caliber. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nick is Nick is a nostalgic type, right? He's a throwback. He's almost a running back from a different generation in terms of how he plays, right? You mentioned it, Fred, with probably the ultimate combination in the modern era of speed, power, balance, vision, all of those uh, you know things that make a running back really good. He's just kind of he's just really good at them. Maybe Saquon's faster flatline. Maybe you know Christian McCaffrey is better catching the football out of the backfield. Maybe Ezekiel Elliott's a little bit better one cut guy. But as far as somebody that can do it all and do it consistently and works his butt off, like there's probably not a guy that is better at that from an all around perspective than Nick. And and you mentioned sort of his inward nature he doesn't really express himself a ton that's why I'm going to be fascinated with what kind of contract he pursues and I know that's down the line and and it's not really that important to talk about but you know you you see it every offseason the new the newest back to pop up is ironically the guy that Kevin Stefanski helped jump last year right and that's Dalvin Cook and he's been outward about not wanting to play it down. The, the, I just don't know that Nick will do that. I don't know if he'll be like a holdout type. I can't it'd be hard for me to envision him doing that and I almost see him taking less money than people would predict that he could get. Like I just think he just wants to play football for as long as he can play football and make some money. Like he's just a throwback. So I was really interested from someone like yourself Fred who is who has seen and covered a lot of different running backs. You you have a, a plethora of knowledge that I don't have. Having you've been up close to these guys for a while, so I was fascinated by that question, and and uh, the answer didn't disappoint, my friend. I, I I will switch to the last part of your first answer way back on Van Pelt, which was, you know, making sure that the Browns have something down, right? Making sure that they're not trying to do too much and they don't ever get any good at one little thing. And you wrote this week about the fact that we will have no mini camps. There will be no OTAs. There will be no mini camps until we get to training camp. And how training camp looks, honestly, Fred, will be really interesting to me because it's a lot of people in the building and a lot of different moving parts and how are they going to get them all together. That'll be our first live look at football. And I'm sort of curious. I think that the the easy answer here is is that it is going to put the Browns at a disadvantage. Do you think they're going to be at a disadvantage starting behind or do you think – this coaching staff, this front office is so forward-thinking that they're going to be able to get these guys ready to roll by the time it comes around. I think it is going to be disadvantaged because, you know, for 30 years I've covered this team. This is the first time we haven't seen anything in the offseason. I realize that's with all the teams, but because they're a completely brand-new staff and they're starting pretty much from scratch with their defensive system and offensive system, I know they can do it in the classroom, but, you know, I know I do. I could sit in, in the in the chalkboard, you know, in, in high school football, and they drop the plays, but until you get out on the field, and, oh, okay, now I know what you want to do. I mean, different people pick up things differently, and, and I think that's going to be – that's where training camp is really going to be so important in the preseason. I think you're going to have to play the guys – more instead of this token, you know, two or three series. And so, yeah, the training, the soft tissue, the hamstring pulls, the things that, you know, guys haven't really, you know, been out 
like they like they are in the off season and OTAs and like right now the the normal mandatory mini camp would have been like last week and then they're off now until training camp in the normal year this year they're just off till training camp this whole off season so it's going to put a major time crunch and and they're going to just have to be very efficient in the practices that they have and uh make sure they use it wisely but all teams are kind of in that boat even if they've had systems they still have to get themselves you know working into shape and as a team i think the biggest success for teams this year will be those that can stay together as a team and avoid the distractions of all this stuff that's going on politically and uh you know get caught up in all that and stay focused as a team two great points there fred the first being you know reaching your different types of learners whether those guys like you said are guys who are chalkboard learners or those guys are guys who need practical application on the field there's so much more than just learning plays there's technique to learn there's timing to learn all of those things are very important and you can only do so much of that over a zoom conference call and then you're right about the second thing which is is are we going to see a massive flare of injuries due to some guy you know you don't know if guys are working out like they need to be working out and there's still a difference between working out at your home and in uh in Westlake and, and pulling into Berea and going full speed with the fastest in the league you know it's different right so I think this year depth will be will be more tested than ever. You know, ability to handle injuries, constant injuries uh, that could happen to soft tissue injuries, those sorts of things, like you said, Fred. And then, and then, what does the preseason look like? Are we going to see guys playing a half, maybe a half or more of every game because they just have to figure this whole thing out on the fly, and they're going to make up for lost time? Fantastic points, my friend. I think those are the. the, the I'm just really interested in what this year is going to look like from what teams did in this 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 un unheard of unseen sort of off season those stories that come out will be of so such interest to me and i think that it's something that we'll continue to talk about a lot and the browns will continue to give us more information so good stuff fred thanks for joining me no problem always enjoy all right, guys, special thanks to Fred for joining us. Shout out to our sponsor uh, over there at Blue Wire, betonline.ag. Use that promo code Blue Wire. We will be back this week, hopefully with everybody on schedule. Um, Fred switched up from his usual position, joined us tonight, so we'll try to get Jared in later in the week. But we'll have Sobo, we'll have Steven, we'll have uh, John for our Film Room Friday, all the good stuff. We really appreciate you joining us and continuing to support us here at the OBR we appreciate that very much. Hopefully you're subscribed to us either through Spotify or iTunes and getting these delivered to you every morning. We appreciate everything. Until we talk next time, go Browns.